Welcome back, everybody, to the Dylan Krasinski Show. Here we are, episode 30. Thank you for coming out, giving up again. This is my new favorite thing. I really enjoy uh, using that um, that little applause sound, if you can't tell. Uh, so, yeah, guys, Sunday night, baby, getting it in, getting it in right before tomorrow, the, uh, the, the 11th hour. It's actually not. It's like 6 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, but it's Columbus Day tomorrow. I totally forgot that it was a Monday holiday. So, um, yeah, I'm going out to meet some friends. And uh, so I knew I had to do this. So I uh, got to get it in, got to get it out uh, before I go out. So, yeah, doing it up, doing it up. Episode 30, episode 30 uh, coming out tomorrow. Uh, Dylan Krasinski show is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and iTunes, I don't even know if it, it exists anymore, but um, I, it's on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, uh, full video on YouTube, clips on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, at Dylan Krasinski, give me a follow, baby. Give me a subscribe. I'd love it. I'd love to love to hear from you. If you guys got questions, if you want, want to hear me talk about certain topics, I mean, shoot them over. Shoot them over. I'll talk about them. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Hang on. All right, all right. Everything is settled in. Everything is settled down. Big stuff. Big stuff going on this week. Um, I don't know. There's just a bunch of things I wanted to talk about. I'm not really sure where to begin. Um, oh, one thing that happened that was pretty impressive. Okay, so last week, I, I if you guys haven't seen this, so the there's a group that came out that said that the Zodiac Killer, that they figured out, an independent group figured out that uh, who the Zodiac Killer was. They're claiming that they um, uh, they found out who it was. I don't know. It's it, The Zodiac cases were murders that happened in the 1960s, I believe. And it's like the most popular unsolved mystery in the United States, I would think. It's like, the, in terms of serial killers, it's like that, right? That nobody is sure who it is. Um, but the funny, like the interesting thing about it, I literally watched the movie Zodiac last Sunday night and then Monday morning, this independent group comes out and is like, we caught the Zodiac. And before I went to bed on Sunday, after I watched the movie, I was thinking in my head, I was like, huh, I wonder if like, I would, I would love to know, I would love for this case to be solved, like while I'm alive, you know, for like me to hear about it. And then the next day, this group came out and was like, hey, we solved it. So I feel like I also manifested that happening. So you can kind of put me in that group of people who solved this, this long-standing uh, cold case. Um, I feel like I definitely contributed. I feel like I manifested it somehow. I watched the Zodiac movie. I said, hey, I hope that they figure out who, who this was because it's, it's such a mystery, you know? And then 12 hours later, this group is like, we, we solved it. So you're welcome, society. I feel like me and this group, um, I don't even know what they're called. Uh, I forget what their name is. But, you know, it's a group of, like, independent investigators, and they claim that they solved it. So me and them pretty much did the same things, uh, contributed the same amount of work, I would think. Um, you know, I'm sure they worked very hard. I uh, uh, clicked play on Netflix, um, 
and you know I you know paid attention. It is a long movie, so yeah, you know. I feel like I was right there with them the whole time, and we solved it. We solved the case. The funny part about it is is that this group came out and was like, hey, we solved the case when the FBI couldn't. And uh, they didn't really say that, but like they were like, we solved the case. And uh, the FBI commented being like, nah, you didn't, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. They were just like, yeah, we, we can't confirm. We, we, we're going to keep this open. We're going to keep it as uh, unsolved, um, which I think is funny. Uh but hopefully, you know, they'll they'll get some uh, with whatever evidence that they've been analyzing. Hopefully, you know, they put it out and they're able to maybe get some fresh eyes on it and figure it out. But it is interesting. After I watched the movie, before this news came out, I looked it up. I was like, who are the suspects? There's like seven suspects for these murders. There's like seven legit people that they were like, we think it's one of you seven. And how crazy would that be to like... What do you have to do to end up on a, in a like, that suspect? Like, what a creep do you have to be to be one of those seven guys? Like, it's not like any random person is just winding up on that, that list of seven people. You got to be a bit of a strange bird, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't just randomly appear on the list of potential Zodiac suspects without being, eh, suspicious. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh... It is wild, like, until they actually figure out who uh, exactly it was, all those seven people, it's just like, you might as well just call all seven of them a Zodiac, you know? Why not? Um, but it is fun. And the movie, the movie is based on a book. Um, this guy, I forget his name, but he writes, he's written a few uh, books about the Zodiac. He's, a, he's kind of a big Zodiac, uh, you know, reporter, whoever, I don't know. But whatever, the, the Zodiac movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo um, is based on one of his books. And his book, apparently, according to what I looked at, is like names one of these guys as like the primary guy. But he's like the third most likely in all other publications. So like everybody's seen the movie. Like if you know about the Zodiac, it's probably because you've seen the movie. So it's like the third most likely guy in everybody else's scenario in the general public's mind is like the guy because it's based on this book. All right. You know, that was a lot of, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. But it is, uh, it's really, I love when they solve like old, you know, you know, uh, cold cases like that. That was like, I feel like I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but that, um, the uh, San Francisco one, what was it? The Golden State Killer. I mean, that's wild, too, with all the genealogy websites. Like, that. that's nuts. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, you know, I keep looking up. I'm like, have, has the FBI confirmed that this guy? Nope, no, uh, nothing new. So, uh, until now, this group is like, we're sure that's, this is the guy. I actually don't even know. Um, I don't think he's still alive. So, whoever they named is like some guy who is still, who, who died. Um they claim they solved it. A team of 40 law enforcement investigators um, worked together to say that they, they solved it using new physical and forensic evidence, eyewitnesses. I mean, 40, like, how old are these cases? These cases are 60 years old. I mean, I don't know if you can really rely on eyewitness reports. Um, that is interesting, though. In response to new claims, San Francisco, they say it's still open. Blah, blah, blah. Who is it? They're not naming who they named. Well, that's fucking annoying. 
all these, all these like, all these news things and like, it's like, it's such clickbait, dude. Like, you know what I'm looking for? If I Google who is the suspect that was named in this investigation by this group for the Zodiac killings, they write like a 400 word article. It's like, okay, New York Times, like, you're just trying to keep me here so you can sell ads. Like, just tell me the name. And then they don't even include the name. Very annoying. Very annoying. Um, so that's going on. Also, big news, The Rock, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, just came out with a rap song. So all is well in the world. The Zodiac Killer has been caught. He's dead. Um, and uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has come out with a rap song. I mean, at what point are you doing too much? You know? You know what I'm saying? Like, at what point is it too much? Uh, wrestling, acting, tequila, and music? I know he's like a musician guy, but like, uh, let's look at his, is it a whole album? Dwayne Johnson. I don't know if it's a historic rap debut. Debut. He's shoes with Under Armour. Like, he, he's doing too much. He's great. He's a great actor. He's, you know, what a personality. But the guy, like, could have ran for president and instead is putting out a, a rap album. I don't know. I listened to a little bit of the song. I wish if um I wish I could listen to it right now and it would play. I wonder if that would work if it would play over the recording. Uh the rock rap. <laughs> the rock the rock rap. The rock rap song. Um it's called Face Off. I listened to like a second of it yesterday, like maybe the first 10 seconds. I feel like it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not recording. Uh, it's not even playing. So, okay, well, that was a failed experiment. And, uh, you know, now we now we know. Now we know that that does not work. We can't play music while the, you know, the computer's hooked up to the, to the uh, mixer. Um, it records from the mic. I can't even hear anything. So, you know what? Failed experiment. But I listened to a little bit of it and... You know what my opinion is? Even if it's great, you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. Maybe we refocus. Refocus it up. Uh, but no, more power to him. I mean, there's a lot of uh, actors and, you know, athletes who then go on to pursue other things like music. I mean, I think Donald Glover's probably, I mean, the guy's a triple threat. That's that's probably the most successful case of a, you know, comedian, writer, turns, musician. I mean, Childish Gambino right here above me uh that yellow if you're watching i have a poster from when i saw him at the td garden in boston uh childish gambino is one of my favorite musical artists but um to go from comedy stand-up comedy and writing and doing comedic acting on community and 30 rock to then becoming a world renowned musician selling out arenas to then becoming a dramatic actor and a director and he's just, he's a brilliant guy. He's a, you know, a brilliant creative, I would say. And uh, so, like, there are people who have had success with it, but I just, uh, The Rock, let's go his trajectory. Uh, wrestler. Oh, first of all, I mean, he's done so much. It's, a, it's an impressive career. I can't even hate on The Rock, you know, as much as I will try to for comedic effect. I can't even really hate on him because it's just like, what has he done? He was raised in Hawaii, super poor, getting in trouble all the time, 
Then he goes to the University of Miami to play football. He tries to be a professional football player. He fails. He gets cut from the NFL. He then follows in his father and his grandfather's footsteps uh, to become a wrestler. This is also off the top of my head. I just know Wace, like, so much about The Rock and his life. He first debuts uh, as, um, I think it was, like, Rocky something. It wasn't even, like, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, he, he debuts as something where he's, like, a heel, and he is not well-received. Like, people hate him, and not, like, in a good way where, you like, you kind of, like, hate the heel, but it's a successful heel. Like, people hated him as his first debut, so they take him back, they rework his character, debuts as The Rock, becomes the biggest name in the history of the WWE, right? The biggest name in wrestling. Other than, like, I don't even know, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin and, like, John Cena and The Undertaker and Batista. But, like, The Rock is is The Rock. You know, he's nobody has ever been bigger. I guess John Cena would probably be the closest, but not even close. Um, takes it to the next level, then decides to get into movies with uh, The Mummy Returns and then The Scorpion King and Scorpion King 2, whatever. Kind of not great in those movies, but then just launches it into this incredible career and then pivots. And now he's doing tequila. He's doing, you know, acting, comedic acting, works with uh, Kevin Hart. So like a guy who's like doing all this stuff, he puts out his shoes. He's a workout crazy guy, uh, always lifting weights, motivational for people. And uh, now he's just like, hey, why don't I dabble in music? I've been successful in everything I've done. Why don't I try this thing? So I, you know what? As much as I want to hate on him and hate on his music, it is a very, um, I, I will say, I listened to it once, and my first impression was it's not bad. It definitely, like, it's probably good for, for working out, you know? If, it was, if I didn't even know it was The Rock, I would be like, oh, maybe this is a little corny. A little corny. It kind of feels like it would be like a song. And and again, I've only had one or two listens. If he, if for some reason The Rock uh, hears this, I, I do have to give it a couple more listens. But it feels like it would be something that would be like in a video game, like Madden. You know, like those Madden songs where they really are like workout, like you can work out to them. Um, it feels like it should be in like Madden. I wouldn't be shocked if the song's actually in Madden. That would, uh, you know, that would make sense. So, yeah, that, that's going on, too, and, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really um, – I feel like I <laughs> – I feel like I started to – I was going to bring The Rock up and his music to make fun of him, and I really just for now, the second week in a row, just gave you a whole history about how much I respect this actor and this person, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think it would be wild if he did run for president, though. Uh, maybe the only guy who could beat Trump in 2020. Imagine you had Trump against The Rock, I mean, who would win? That would really split Trump's fan base in half, I feel like. You know, it really, I mean, that would be wild. I, I'm assuming uh, The Rock would run as a uh, Democrat, but who knows? Who knows? Um, I mean, that would, I would, I would absolutely vote for The Rock. I also like to have, like, President Rock. I mean, that would be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. I mean, we almost had, like, there was a legit time when people, I it was before I was, you know, around. I was a kid, I feel like. But, like, 
I feel like there was a legit time where people wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger to run for president, right? Where they were like, Arnold, let's change the law. So you can, and he's not, he's not from here. So they wanted to like change the law so that he could become the president of the United States, the Terminator, you know? The Rock's way fucking cooler than him, you know? He's way more, I think, I feel like well-spoken and like, you know, very personable. Um, I have no idea. Don't listen to anything I'm saying. Who knows who would be a good president? I feel like it's just someone who can kind of, president doesn't really run the country right the president doesn't run the country it's just kind of a face a face to like you know calm the masses and like keep everybody you know in line <laughs> i feel like that's the job of the president i don't know maybe i'm being cynical but i feel like that's the the job everybody else runs it you know the 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 guys who were put in you know men and women who were like put there the military or whatever you want to call it the industrial military complex and like those people like the for lack of a better word, deep state, right? Uh, who is like all these people, we don't know who they are, but they're just put into place by elected politicians. They're not elected, they're just, and they work these jobs 20, 30 years. That's really who runs the government, right? It's not, and that's like with anything. It's not like the face of something is the person who's running it once something gets too big. Like once something gets so big, like to some extent, I'm sure Jeff Bezos is like still running Amazon, but like, how many people, at this point, it's so big, it's like you could replace Jeff Bezos and Amazon wouldn't skip a beat. You know, you could re you could have a new Jeff Bezos every four years and it wouldn't skip a beat. I actually, didn't he step away? Hasn't he, like, stepped away so he can, like, didn't he put someone in charge? That To my point, exactly. It's like Amazon hasn't changed at all. Once something gets too big, it doesn't really matter who the face of it is. They're not really the ones who are running anything anymore. So... All right, that got weirdly political. I don't really, you know, do that. Uh, but, yeah, there we are. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I saw a commercial yesterday. Um, it wasn't even a commercial. It was a targeted ad on Instagram for a blanket uh, that is, like, essentially, like, a tight sleeping bag. It, it was a cross between, like, it looked like a cross between, uh, like, um, uh, a Snuggie, but it was, like, a tight Snuggie, like, with, like, flex, uh, like, uh, stretchy material and a sleeping bag that you kind of like get into and you and you pull it all the way up and you lie down with it. I think it was on Shark Tank and it was a targeted ad. And the way they target, also I watched it and I was like, well, one, it looks kind of cool. It looks pretty comfortable. But two, the way they target it is like, and the way they're advertising, excuse me, the way they're advertising it is that um, they go, this blanket feels just like a hug. And then they go on to say, they're like, you know, in today's world, everybody needs more hugs. Essentially really leaning into how lonely we are as a society. It was literally like, hey, have you not been hugged by someone in months? You need to get this blanket so you can feel like you're not so alone in the world. Um, so I don't know why that was targeted to me. Little, uh, little uh, depressing on that front where they're just like, hey, uh, Dylan, we've looked at your search history, and uh, we think you could use some products that make it seem like you're getting hugs from people. Uh, I'm, you know, joking, of course. I'm very happy. Uh, I feel like it's probably just targeted to everybody who lives in a city similar to New York or Boston or L.A. They're just like, yeah, you guys, you guys need more physical connections. You, you need a little, you know, a hug, a handshake, a pat on the butt, whatever it is. Um, I don't even remember the uh, the name of this thing, but it, I bet if you just Google, like, blanket that feels like a hug, that's what I'm going to do. Blanket that feels like a 
<laughs> hug. Um, let's see, let's see. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Here we go. Here we go. Sunday Citizen? Nope, I don't think that's it. This is all like Luna? Maybe? Nope, no, that's not it. The Hug Sleep? That Oh, yeah, there it is, baby. There it is. It's called The Hug Sleep. Look it up. If you're watching this, look it up. And uh, no joke, I'm looking at their website right now. It's called Hug Sleep, The Blanket That Hugs You Back. That's their fucking, that's their motto. It really, it just kind of looks like a... It just honestly looks kind of like a cross between like a sleeping bag and then like, you know, those dresses that women wear now where they're just like, it's just like one long tube of fabric. I don't even know what kind of dress that's called, but that's what it looks like. But it like can go, you can fold it down all the way to your legs and get in it like a sleeping bag. But it looks like one of those like tube dresses that women wear where they just like, it's like a tube and then it's, you know one long piece of fabric and it forms to their body. That's exactly what this looks like. I'm watching it. But I'm telling you, this company is really leaning in to, uh, you know, being like, hey, uh, I feel like our country is um, uh, really unstable. Um, and, uh, you know, they all need hugs and they're all real lonely. So let's uh, lean into it. Um, see why people sleep better with the hug. Want to be your own little spoon every single night? Hug Sleep Pod makes it happen. The soothing pressure uh, this applies helps fall asleep, helps you. There's a freaking spelling error, says, uh, you know, in the review. Okay, thanks, Felicia. Uh, that's who left the review, five stars. And uh, she says that the soothing pressure this applies helps fall asleep faster and stay deeply asleep longer. So good. I came back to buy another two. Okay, it feels like you don't need three sleep pods, uh, hug sleeps in your house. I, you know, unless there are three people living there, I can't imagine why you would need three of them. Climb in, sleep tight, good night. Uh, machine washable. This is just an ad now for Hug Sleep at this point. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, but I do <laughs> I do like that. I mean, man, this is a very detailed website. I mean, you guys got to check it out. Patented design, specialized four-way stretch fabric, lightweight and breathable, mobility and full feet freedom as desired. That is the nice thing. I do like, it's not, you're not locked in there. You can cover your feet with it, but you can also um, uh, remove your feet so your feet can be free. Sometimes I like that. When I sleep, I, uh, I pull the blanket all the way up and I, I stick my feet out. Used to be scared to do that because I thought that someone would uh, be sleeping under my bed and grab my feet and, you know, pull me down there. But, uh, you know, I don't think about that anymore. Until I said it right now, and I'll probably think about it tonight. But uh, other than that, you know, the hug sleep uh, brought to you, uh, sponsor of this podcast exclusively, sponsor of the Dylan Krasinski show. I wonder if I were to reach out if they actually would sponsor the pod. Um, that would be fun. You know, send me a bunch of hug sleeps and I'll do a review. We do a video about it. Uh, but look it up. If you're if you're listening, check out the hug sleep because it is a wild. I mean, it looks cool. And granted, I'm making fun of it. Uh, but. I do think it's funny where they're leaning into this like, we all need to get hugged. Um, you know, single life, baby. Single life. Okay, what else is going on? What else is going on? Okay, this is this is actually kind of cool. So um, I'll, I'll talk about this and probably one more thing, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up and we'll get out of here. So I was walking in the city the other day, and uh, I, saw, I saw Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard who is a pitcher for the New York Mets. 
huge dude. He's like 6'9". He's got, his nickname's Thor. Blonde hair, he's from Texas. He hasn't pitched in two years because he's been hurt. If you're not a baseball fan, I'm just trying to paint you a picture here. So I see him in the West Village. I'm walking with my headphones on, and I stop at a, a crosswalk, and he's across with a couple other guys, probably also baseball players because I overheard them, and they're talking baseball. All I heard him say was like, yeah, yeah, and Scherzer's there, talking about, like, Max Scherzer. So he's telling a story about, like, some exclusive baseball thing. I swear to God, I almost turned around and started, like, following them because I just wanted to eavesdrop on the conversation. Uh, but before, <laughs> I didn't. I kept walking. Uh, don't, you know, I'm not a stalker. Uh, but that is a weird thing I noticed. So it was a very cool experience. But the first thing, you don't, this is what I realized. You don't expect to see, like, celebrities or, like, famous people just out. Right. So whenever I like I've seen like celebrities or famous people a couple times, but not that frequently. So if I do like when I saw him, my first thought was not like, oh, shit, that's Noah Syndergaard. Pitcher for the New York Mets. It was. How do I know that guy? That's literally what I thought across the street. I see Noah Syndergaard and I go, that guy, I go in my head. I was like. I go, fuck, where do I know that guy from? And it's not like I know, because I know him from TV, I know him from baseball, whatever. But I, in my mind, I'm going, where did we meet? I feel like we've met before, you know, and I, I can't place him. And then instead of being like, hey, buddy, what's up? I just, I as I'm like approaching, I'm like, oh, shit, that's fucking Noah Syndergaard, fucking pitcher for the New York Mets. And that's, you know, I placed it at that point. But how, how I was like, oh, he must be a comic. Like, literally, that's my first thought. I saw him, and I was like, I feel like we've met before. He must be a comic. What an insulting thing if Noah Syndergaard ever heard that, where I saw him, and instead of being like, that is, you know, famous celebrity baseball player and pitcher for the New York Mets, Noah Syndergaard, I was just like, oh, he must be doing open mics in New York City. That's how I must know him. That, that, that makes sense. But it's a crazy thing. Like, I saw him, and you know what it is? I would love, like, I would have loved to, like, I mean, he was with a couple dudes, and he's he's famous, but not like, like I don't think he had any security with him. I mean, he's like six nine, he's massive, and all his all his boys are there, and like they're all massive too. So I doubt he he like has a problem with people and fans. Like I doubt he needs security. He's not really, I bet, being bothered in that sense because he's just a big ass dude. But also like he's famous, but I'm sure, especially in like New York City and like the West Village. I'm sure there are most people are not baseball fans where they're going to recognize him just like on the street. Um, but I did. And I have this like I, whenever I see a famous person or I see a celebrity, like I would love to get a picture with them. Right. Because that's something in like, you know, 20 years. I can be like, oh, this is when I bumped into, Ma you know, Noah Syndergaard as he was talking about Max Scherzer on the street in New York. How cool is that? But like also there's a part of me that always when I see these guys, I'm always like, ah. They wouldn't want to be bothered. And it's like, I, I want to be cool about it. I'm like, nah, I'll just, I'll pretend like I have no idea who you are. Like, who am I doing that for? What am I doing? Why would I do that? Um, but I saw him and I, I you know, it's pretty cool. It was, it was very, it was a cool experience. And I was just like, holy shit, he is massive. That was the biggest takeaway was how actually like large this dude was. He was so big. Um, and yeah, that's really all I wanted to say about him. I think he's got one more year left on his contract. I think he's got one more year left. I'm not even I'm not even positive. But he's been hurt for like two years. And I think, I mean, he has said 
And it was one of those things, as soon as I, like, walked by him and kept walking, for, like, the next 15 minutes, I was like, oh, Dylan, I should have said this, or I should have said that. I should have been just like, Noah, what's up, man? Huge fan. Mets for life. And, like, just kept walking, and he would be like, thanks, man. I'd be like, can I get a picture? I, I, I hate to do this, but I'm a huge fan. Uh, can, can we take a picture? Is that cool? And I'm like, hey, I'm actually going to do this comedy show in uh, Greenwich Village, like uh, in, the, in the village right over there. You want to come through? You and your guys should come through. Now, all of a sudden, you know, Noah Syndergaard's in uh, a comedy club. I'm on stage killing, obviously. And then he's like, hey, Dylan, that was a great set. Why don't you come with us? We're going to get drinks. Next thing I know, I'm in Noah Syndergaard's private residence with all his boys. We're at the after party. It's like the after, after, after party. We're hanging out. Now I have his phone number. Now we're best friends. Now we're texting all the time. All that could have been a reality if I just stopped on the street and was like, hey, Noah, huge fan, man. You know, I hope to see you in a Mets uniform next year and like for years to come where, you know, the city needs you. But instead, I just kept walking, and in the back of my mind, I was like, fuck, I should have said something. <laughs> but I wanted to be cool, and I wanted to play it cool, so I didn't say shit, and I kept walking. Um, yeah, he pitched He pitched one time at the end of the season, one, one game he pitched, which was super cool. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he'll be back next year, which will be very cool, very cool. Um... But yeah, I hope he's a, I hope he's a Met. Him and Degrom. I hope they're Mets for fucking. Excuse my language. I hope they're Mets for life, baby. Him and Degrom, Mets for life. So we'll see. We will see. Uh, all right, what are we at? We're at thirty minutes. I was going to talk about one more thing, but I'll talk about it next week. Uh, so guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. That's the episode. Episode thirty. I feel like that flew by. Um, 30 episodes, 30 weeks in a row. Here we are. Here we are. Almost, we're getting, we're over half a year. We're getting close to a year. Only 26 more episodes, and we'll be at a full year of these pods. Um, so, yeah, shoot a subscribe. Share it with someone. If you, if you enjoy it, uh, you know, send it to a friend. Uh, ask a friend to listen, whatever. Um, if you have Instagram or TikTok, like the clips. Those help. Share the clips. I'd appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for being here. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, full video on YouTube, um, clips on Instagram and TikTok, and uh, we'll see you next week, baby. So we are out. Good night and goodbye and good luck. I love you all. Mm-hmm.